0: Oh, glory to God. <laughs> We're glad that all of you are here today. How many happy you're in the house of the Lord? I'd rather be here than the best jailhouse in the world. <laughs> hey, Paul would like to say that too, you know. I'd rather be here than the best jailhouse in the world because he was in several of them. But, you know, in those jailhouses, what did God do? He came on the scene. Amen. And so thank God for that. And Casey, she's in jailhouse every day, just about. But she's there to help those, those uh, inmates. <laughs> Hallelujah. But God's good, isn't he? Amen. I'm just thankful for what God's doing. Thank God for a beautiful day and, and cool weather this morning and, and uh, change of weather for a change. Amen. Of course it'll be getting real cold here lately and everybody saying, Oh, I wish summertime was here again. Or spring or whatever. But uh Amen. I tell you what, God God laid something in my spirit the other day and and I just want to start sharing it with you. And I'm not going to try to do it all in one sitting because it's too much to do in one sitting. Now, you know, Paul was he he preached one night all night long and Somebody sitting in the window and fell out and fell down on the ground down there and he went down there and prayed for him, raised him up, went back up here and preached some more. (laughs) Well, don't get, don't get nervous. We don't have no windows for nobody to crawl out of and fall. (laughs) Hallelujah. That's supposed to be funny. (laughs) Amen. The Lord showed me something, though, the other day. I got to studying into it a little bit. I'm not much of a, what do you call a plant person, a tree person, uh, horticulture. I'm not much of a horticulturist, but I do study some and read some, and, and I do know that there's some things that happen when you put, plant seed in the ground and you water it, something's going to take place, right? How many's ever planted a tree, and you you know you 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 get that tree down, but if you don't get that particular root that called the tap root down, it doesn't it doesn't get what it's needed, and it doesn't develop. That tree doesn't grow and develop like it's supposed to. Am I right so far? I tell you what, I read good, didn't I? Look at Jeremiah seventeen verse seven through eight. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, which spreads out its roots by the river, and will not fear when heat comes, don't have to fear when the drought comes, don't have to fear when when the hot weather hits. But its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought nor will cease From yielding fruit. And I read that and I said, Lord, that's good. Blessed is the man who what? Trust in the Lord. And whose hope is in the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when the heat comes. Now, as I begin to read that scripture and begin to get some others that I'm going to share with you here in a minute, but there's a higher plateau that God wants us to be elevated to. We need to we need to reach a higher plateau of revelation of who Jesus is. You know, you ask somebody who Jesus is. Well, yeah, he, he you know he he died for me and and he, he rose again, and that's good. There's nothing wrong with that. But do we really know what happened when he died? Do we really get the revelation of that truth of what took place on that cross in the grave when he raised from the dead and he took his blood to the right hand of, uh, of God there in the holies of holies and planted it on the mercy seat. Do we really understand the true revelation of what redemption is? We've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. And thank God for that. But the thing is this. Some people never experience the abundant grace. Listen. There's some people that always walk around in this earth and in this life all down in the dumps and with a long face because they don't understand the grace of God. The devil keeps bringing back their memories of the past. Listen, you can't undo your past. You can't unravel it. You cannot erase your past. The past is there. But you know what we can do? We can put the past behind us and look forward and press forward in the name of the Lord and go forward, put in all those things in the past and know that the blood of Jesus has cleansed us. He's cleansed us. The past... uh, you, every, 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 I know sometimes in, in, uh, in Conroe, when I lived down there, they, it was a smaller town, you know, and, and some of the people would meet at the coffee shop. And they'd sit there and meet at the coffee shop. Before long, it'd become a gossip session, you know. I, and, and I'm not talking about women. These are men now. We were just drinking coffee, you know. And, I, and they'd start bringing up everybody's past in the town, you know, and, and all of that. Well, you know what? I didn't want to hear it no more. And I said, look, let's talk about your past. Well, mine's too bad. I said, I know. Mm-hmm. But what about it? What, what if we went around talking about your past all the time? What would happen? You'd have a, you, your name would be smeared and you wouldn't be worth nothing in this town. We all have past. Yes. But the blood of Jesus cleanses and washes away every stain. Y- y'all get that? Mm-hmm. Every stain of the sin. Hallelujah. In other words, he doesn't remember it. He cast it as far as the east is from the west and doesn't remember it anymore. So who remembers the past? Those that don't know they're set free from the past. Those that that don't want you to be free from the past. So I'm not going to let them dictate my spiritual life. I'm going to look forward to the Lord. And I'm going to let God be what God is in my life. Amen. But people never experience that abundant grace and the blessings of the Lord and, and, and tell that revelation of who you are and what He's done for you and what you can do in the name of the Lord can come alive in our spirit. How many knows this word's got to come alive? You can memorize scriptures, but all it is is you memorizing some words. But when those scriptures come alive and there's a revelation by the Holy Spirit of those scriptures in you, then you're going to be able to say, I am free, free indeed, hallelujah. The past is in the past. It's in the sea of forgetfulness. God's cast it as far as the east is from the west. That's what the Bible says. Never to be remembered against you anymore. Hallelujah. I've heard people Come up, somebody come in the church, and, and down there, you know where I was pastoring. But they'd come in the church, and they'd say, "Oh, I remember you, man! I tell you what, I can't believe you're even in church." One guy was smart enough, though. He'd been saved, filled the Holy Ghost, and he was, you know, he had a bad past, but he knew he'd been. Rede- he said, "You know what? I remember you too." I think we might have been partners in some of those sins. Amen? <laughs> but look, look at Ephesians 1.3. God has the best for us, by the way. How I many of those guys have got the best for you? And if you can see, if you can see what He's prepared for you. When I say see, I'm talking about seeing beyond tradition, seeing beyond what man thinks, what man says. See beyond that and get the revelation of the Word of God in our hearts and what Jesus has done. But look at Ephesians 1, 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us. Uh, I'm going to stop. He has, who has blessed us. Not going to bless us. He has blessed us. The blessings of God are now. Now. He hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. The sixth verse of that same chapter, to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved. We've been made accepted in the beloved. I mean, of those when you were in high school, they had clubs? Now, they were school clubs, but even some of those school clubs became snobby clubs, you know. But then, then they had clubs within the clubs, you know, groups of students that would gather together, and they would have their own little membership club, you know. And you had to, you had to be special to be in that club. Oh, you know, and, and uh, they were the elite, and they were, uh, you, you know, they, they, they just felt like they were better than anybody else, you know, those clubs. I never did like those kind of clubs because I was too bashful to be in those clubs. <laughs> Oh my goodness! But listen, there are spiritual laws that put in they're put into motion at the beginning. God has spiritual laws. God's laws govern us, and this is what God wants us to see. And you know, yes, man fell from grace. He did fall from grace. We were part of that bunch that fell from grace one time. <laughs> Man itself, but there's some people that's even got in church and fell from grace. But man has failed from grace. But listen, even at that point of defeat, God, God, everybody say God did it. God's grace and mercy was put in motion. God's grace and mercy. Did you know when you even sinned after you got born again? How many ever sinned after you got born again? Oh, don't. <laughs> I think we've all missed the mark. Isn't that what sin is? Missing that mark. And we've all done that. But you know what? God's grace and mercy was there. And it's been revealed to us that God's power is revealed to us and that we are more than conquerors through Christ who loved us. Hallelujah. There's a root system. But I want to get into this root system because there's a root system of faith that will produce the results of redemption that God wants in your life as a believer. How many knows that God did something for a purpose? He didn't just save people. He redeemed people. Purchased these people with the blood. And now then, he wants to give us a new status in life. We're now sons of God. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. Isn't that what the Word said? Now are we the sons of God. We haven't yet got that down in our hearts of our position in the kingdom of God, in the kingdom of heaven, but we, we it's, it's ours. Now go back to that old tree, you know. Some of these trees are just dead, than a doorknob, you know. They're just, branches are falling off. You know why? Something's happened to the main taproot. The taproot system is important. And I want to talk a little bit about the root system of faith. Faith is the very life of a believer. See, we as, we as Christians, we have to tap in to this root system of God, we have to tap into that life-giving flow. We have to tap into that peace, that joy, that abundant joy, that abundant joy that God puts in our heart. We got to tap into this root system of the Lord. See, but we have a tap root, and, and somebody's accused me of being a faith preacher. I are one. I am a faith preacher. I'm not a fanatical faith preacher, but I guess I am a fanatical faith preacher. Because the devil don't like fanatical faith preachers. Because if people get faith in God, they're going to get stronger than he is. Praise God. So yes, I don't apologize for being a faith preacher. Because faith is what's going to see you through. Faith is what's going to make you more than a conqueror. It's faith in the Word. It's faith in who Christ is and who Jesus is and what what He's done for us. And all of these things. So faith is important. And just as that tree has to have that main taproot. Have you ever seen trees that you plant and all of a sudden they're dead? The taproot didn't get in and do the job. The taproot. See? As, how many have ever seen Christians get saved, have a glorious experience with salvation? They get saved, and they get born again. And don't doubt the experience with the Lord. They're born again. They are born again. That's what the Bible says. But then they falter away. They begin to fall away. They begin to get back into the old habits. They get, begin to get back into the old style of living. And, and uh, you, you might have done that yourself. I don't know. But you know what happens? The taproot... In these trees, when you see them, all these yellow leaves and there's everything else is green on the other trees, there's that particular tree, that taproot didn't get in there and get the life source. Christianity is more than belonging to a church. Christianity is more than reading five chapters a day in the Bible. Hallelujah. Christianity is more than just... Coming to church three times a week. Christianity is more than singing two songs and a course and 15 minute sermonette and going home. we got to get the taproot. And the taproot for a believer, just like a tree has a taproot, that brings up that living water that comes into that tree system. And it's through that taproot that all of these other roots begin to get, grow off of, and they get their life from the taproot. We as a believer have a taproot. And that first taproot is called faith. Faith. Now what did it say in Hebrews 11, 1 through 3? Now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen for by it the elders obtained a good report by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of god so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible hallelujah that do appear without faith it is impossible to please him hebrews 11:6 But without faith, it is impossible. Everybody say, without faith. Faith Faith is your taproot. If you don't have faith, you don't have the taproot. You can memorize scriptures, but if you don't have the faith, you don't know what those scriptures mean. The taproot is important to your spiritual life. And faith is that taproot. And this is what the Bible says in Hebrews. Without faith, in Hebrews eleven six, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So this tap, taproot of faith is very important to us as believers. It's faith in the Lord. And it, it, a seed's first job is to produce a taproot. You know, when you plant those seeds, it's got to produce a taproot. How many knows when you come to the house of the Lord, you know what you're getting? You're getting seeds of the word. This word is the seed. Now, this word can fall on good ground or bad ground. This word can, can touch the person next to you and miss the person on the other side of you. Because they don't have that tap root in. See, the seed is what's necessary, and the word is the seed, but then we got to have the tap root, tap into this, faith, have that main root of faith in there. If we don't have faith, we're not going to make it. You're not going to make it in the end time if you don't have faith. You're not going to make it when they pull you up before the magistrates and the, and the government or whoever. Yeah. If you don't have faith, you won't be able to stand there courageously and bold. That's why we need this taproot of faith. It's important. It's the initial support for the tree, by the way. How many of you have ever seen Christians that. Boy, they come in, oh, hallelujah, glory to God, glory to God. Oh, thank God for what God's done to us. And the next day, he said, what's wrong with you? Oh, man, I tell you, the devil's been after me all day long, bless his holy name. I tell you, you know, y'all still with me? (laughs) What happened? (laughs) What happened? It's the initial support of the tree. Faith. If you don't have faith, this taproot of faith, you're not going to be able to make it. You can hear a good message on the devil was defeated 2,000 years ago, and Jesus' blood is powerful, blah, 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 you know, and, and hear all these good things about And then the next day, the devil come and hit you hard. Boom. And where is that Jesus that they were talking about? Where's that joy you're supposed to have? Where's that peace As he said, you know, passes all understanding? Y'all ever had any battles with your mind like that, with the devil? You know what, though? If you've got that taproot of faith, you'll be able to stand in the midst of it. Because that taproot of faith, that faith is plugged into the life-giving source. That faith is plugged into the force of God and the power of the Lord. And as a tree matures, these trees mature, it will focus more on producing lateral roots. In other words, other things will begin to branch out from that taproot. Because that taproot is the main source. Faith is your main ingredient today. Somebody said, well, I just don't have that kind of faith, Brother Clarence. Well, you know what? You need to get the taproot of faith. Faith in God, not faith in man, not faith in a church organization, not faith in, uh, uh, you, you know, the physical structure. Our faith is in him. It's in God. And this is what God's wanting us to see today. Amen. These roots are absorbing Root, they're they're uh, absorbing roots, and they're looking for minerals, breaking down organic matter that helps feed the tree. These little roots do, all these roots do. But you got to anchor the plant. And the roots help to anchor the plant firm to the ground, these roots. you got to get a deep root system. Believers need a deep root system. Have you ever seen someone get saved, and boy, the next two weeks they're gone? Then two weeks later they get prayed through, <laughs> and two weeks later they're gone again. <laughs> you know what's happening? They're not hooked into the root system. The tap root of faith isn't working for them. We 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 got. If we don't major on anything this morning, but get that tap root of faith, that tap root of faith. This is what God wants us to have. Amen. <laughs> Some plants don't survive winds and storms because the root system has not matured and strengthened. See, there there are some people that can say, oh, glory, hallelujah, hallelujah. Then the winds come, boom, knocks them flat off their feet. And they're down in the dumps. And they're down to the last count. Because they didn't have that strength from the taproot system that God, God wants to, with our faith. Now, Here's some, fun- some, some functions of the roots that are given. I kind of studied this out yesterday a little bit. There's some functions. Number one, it's the absorption of water and nutrients from the soil. And they help plants to absorb water and nutrients from the soil who are essential to their survival. The root system is important. Church is important. Studying the Word is important. Hearing the Word is important. What does the Bible say? Faith. Comes by hearing, hearing by the word. So it's important to all of us. And it prevents soil erosion with these root systems. They help to bind the soil particles together, thereby pre- preventing them from being carried away by water or wind. They, they, listen, God has, isn't God just a great creator? He fixed these roots so when the winds come... Have you ever been in a hurricane? I know down in South Texas, you know, those hurricanes come through down there. And I'm telling you what, some of those, now, the trees that don't have a good root system, they're just, mm-hmm. but there's other trees that just withstand. they withstood storm after storm after storm. Oh, yeah, some of the branches get knocked off and here and there, but that tree itself doesn't get knocked down because they're down deep. They're down deep. In the soil, and they're getting the nutrients that they need, and it, it's important. And and uh, plants with tap roots tend to be, uh, well, they tend to be very drought tolerant. When you got deep roots, did you know? How many remember when you first got saved, filled with the Holy Ghost? How many y'all remember, remember those times? I mean, boy, you. I, I I told one preacher I said I felt like I could charge hell with a thimble full of water. That's how powerful I felt, you know, and but but you know it, 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 it's wonderful. But you see the thing is sometimes you go through a dry spell. Somebody said, "Well, what, is, what? How do you go through a dry spell?" Well, you can't go by your feelings and your emotional feelings. And the Holy Ghost goosebumps. Now, I I call them witness bumps. <laughs> but but how, how many understands what I'm saying? If if I did you know I preach sometimes. I tell Pat I said I don't even feel like I was anointed today. She said it was good. She's my encourager. <laughs> but you, but if you go by your feelings. And your emotions, your faith isn't really strong. You don't rejoice because you're happy. You rejoice because I said rejoice in the Lord always. That's what the word said, rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. And the joy of the Lord is your strength. But you can't go by feelings. I'll tell you what, if feelings if everybody went by feelings there wouldn't be a one of us here this morning. If you didn't how many knows what I'm talking about? Feelings. Or you come to church and say, I didn't feel nothing this morning. Well, what'd you put into it? Hallelujah. Some and so I tell you what, I, I miss so and so. They shouted and they brought the fire down. No, they didn't. God poured it down. Are you all still with me today? (laughs) I hope this helps some of us. If we can just get everybody here strong in the Lord. I tell you what, when others come in, they're going to feel the strength from you. And they're going to want what you've got in Jesus' name. Amen? (laughs) Taproots also serve to store food reserves. I didn't know that until I studied it. But tap groups, they also store food reserves, making them even more self-sufficient. Listen, why do we need to read the Word every day? See, some people don't read the Word until they're in a trouble, in a trial, in a, in, in a situation where they got to get an answer from God. But what happens if you read it every day? What would happen if you just studied it a little bit every day? Get this resource of life in us every day. We're going to be like a strong taproot. Praise God. And we've got food uh, stored up in us. This Word is in you. Listen, if you study the Word every day, did you know in the time of crisis, whatever you need will come out? That Scripture will come out. It will come to you. And it will be right there because it's right there for you. Can you say amen? Amen. Now, y'all don't shout me down because I'm doing so good. But look what the Lord said in Colossians two six seven: 7. As you therefore receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted, built up in him, and established in the faith, as you've been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. See, unless you get that true faith, I'm talking about true faith in God. Don't put your faith in the church or a man or a preacher or nobody else. Put your faith in God. God is the answer. Amen. And, and I'll tell you what, if we don't get that true faith of God, there's no hope when this anti-Christ spirit rages like it's wanting to rage. And you're already seeing results of it throughout the school system, uh, everything that's happening in our nation. This isn't just in America, by the way. This is a worldwide anti-God movement that's taking place. When the Antichrist comes, he's not taking over one little nation. He wants to take over the world. Because he knows, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And I tell you what, this world was what was taken from him, and he wants it back. And the only way he can get it back in, in, the, in the degrees that he's getting it back is to get it in the hearts of people. And let them yield over to him and do what's happening in their lives. But listen, we've received Jesus, so we walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and we're established in the faith because of what God said. Amen? Now, every truth of the gospel has been targeted today. Abortion? That's against God. I I tell you what, I would never have thought I'd live to see the day where millions of babies in our, our own nation have been murdered. They're murdered. I've even heard, when I pastored some other places and, and a young lady got pregnant that was not married, and I never, I was, I was aghast. I mean, people I thought were strong in the Lord, telling her to go get an abortion. Don't let nobody know about this. Go get an abortion. I, I stopped one of them. I said, what are you talking about? That's murder. You know, let the child be born, and if she can't handle it, give it to a family that can handle it. Yes. Hallelujah. God's word is truth, but abortion, that's still, uh, that's anti God. It's anti God. Abortion is, and all of these things that we're seeing happening. And, uh, uh, you, you know, it's, it's, well, I'll tell you what same sex marriages, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm saying it on Facebook Live, but it's not God's plan. I cannot accept it. I will not accept it. I would accept them in church if they come in with the right motive to hear the word. God can set them free. But same-sex marriages, no. Transgender. Even the ads on television are promoting this. I mean, programs that people like to watch, all of a sudden you get this ad. Transgender ads. It's not God. It's not godly. It's anti-God. It's anti-Christ. It's all from Satan. Amen. Uh, teachers in schools and university teaching anti-God subjects. Now listen, that's not just in some big university somewhere. This is happening in our grade schools, our elementary schools, our mid-schools, mid our high schools. This is happening right here in America in our school systems. Anti-God rhetoric that's there. We need to get our taproot down. Faith. Everybody say faith. <laughs> our homes today are divided between spouses. They're divided. Sometimes you, you can have a division amongst the spouses. That, that's the devil's way of destroying. Dividing. God's addition and multiplication. Multiplication. Not in division and subtraction. Amen? But listen, children are disordered, don't, they don't have a chance without proper instruction and role models from their parents. They're not going to get it. And our parents, our children today are not getting the role models from the parents. And we, listen, and i, I tell you what, we probably all failed in that area somewhere. But you know what? There's also a thing called repentance and forgiveness. And the blood of Jesus cleansing us so that we can help. I have to salute Miss Sherry back there. I tell you what, she's putting all her all into these kids. Her grandchildren and great-grandchildren. and Amen. And some of you are doing the same thing. Because that's the only God they're going to see is through the grandparents sometimes. But thank God for godly people. Can you say amen? But this taproot of faith. Look at 1 Corinthians 2, verses 1 through 5. And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech and of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of men's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of the power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. I don't apologize for one word that I preach because I want you to stand in the power of God. Not in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Amen? See, true Bible faith is more than just memorizing scriptures. You can memorize all you want, but until it gets down in here and takes seed and gets planted deep in our hearts, it's not going to do anything. I've heard a lot of people say, well, I'm Baptist. I'm Pentecostal. I'm Catholic. I'm Methodist. I like those that are real truthful. I ain't nothing. (laughs) Those are just names. God didn't come for the Pentecostals, the Baptists, or the Methodists. He came for the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Man has made the religions. And we've got to come to that point that we understand that God is God. Jesus is Lord. I don't care what color, what race they are. God is their God. God loves them. Isn't it amazing how we can pray and send people to the mission field, to countries where they're not of the same color or the same nationality or the same language, and we can pray and just pour it in? But if somebody comes in here, oh, did you see that person come in? What are we going to do with him? Or her. I want to tell you something. God doesn't look at the outside. He looks at the inside. I said God looks at the inside. Not the outside. I tell you what. For God so loved the world that he gave. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to tell you something. This end time we better get prepared. And we better get ready and open our hearts. Because you're going to have all races and creeds come in. In the end time. And we better be ready to accept them and embrace them as long as they love the Lord. Amen. Jesus is Lord. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Now, don't shout me down because I'm doing so good. (laughs) But it's more, uh, you know, it's more than just that. I've heard some people say, well, my parents were raised in that church, so that's what I am, too. (laughs) You ain't nothing. You can't get to heaven on your parents' experience. You can't get to heaven and have the experience that your parents... You've you got to have your own personal relationship with the Lord. And this is what God's wanting us to see and what God's wanting the world to see. Amen. Uh, oh, but yet a lot of these same people are... Well, I'm, I'm going to get away from that. <laughs> a lot of these same people are absent from fellowship in the church. We need the church. We need regular church. We need regular fellowship with one another in the church. It's important. We're one in the Lord. Amen? But the result of all these things is not having that taproot of faith. 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 There's three levels of relationship I want to just briefly give you. Number one, there's orphans. These are those that wander through life, not realizing their position in the kingdom of God. They find it hard to commit into marriage or relationships or church or authority. I'm talking about uh, orphans. They, they don't feel like they belong anywhere. And then they're quitters. They wish they knew where they, where they belong. They've never known the loving relationship of a father. The orphans have never had a father relationship. And then there's that relation there's that uh uh, uh level of relationship called slaves. What you do is more important than who you are becoming and who you belong to. In other words, there's some people that are slaves, they're enslaved in works. In works we, we, we're, you know, that we let the devil be a slave driver. See, slaves believe their place in the family of God is based on what they're doing. No, you only do because you know who you are. Amen? And what God's done for you. That's why we do and do what God's called. I, you know why I preach? Because, number one, God called me to preach. But I have a desire to To be what God's called me to be, and the calling that God—every one of us have a specific calling and a a gifting that God's put in us, and we need to we need to get in that place and and be a hundred percent for what God says. Amen. Amen. Slaves—they their identity is wrapped up in performance. Slaves. This doesn't mean that you quit doing things for God. (laughs) Hey, we need help around here. Amen? God's going to lay it on some people's hearts. <laughs> but listen, what does it profit a man? Uh, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works, we need works, the works of the Lord. Can faith save him? Is a brother or sister naked, destitute, of daily food? And one of you says, uh, depart uh, and be warmed and and filled, uh, and but you don't give them the things which are needed for their body. What does it profit? Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Faith without works is dead. What does that mean? Faith without works, faith without speaking the word, praising God, rejoicing in the Lord. How many knows it takes faith to do all of that? It's easy to rejoice when everything is 100, you know, doing just everything like you want it to go. Life is rosy. <laughs> but it, but when you got to rejoice in the middle of it. I had a guy come in my office one time. He sat down by, by the desk there and... He, He was going to tell me his problems. And uh, he said, Brother Clarence, I wish I could be like you and never have a problem or worry in the world. I said, I got up. I said, hey, come over and sit on this side. I'll sit on your side. You got about two hours. I can start with some things. Isn't it amazing people think like that, though? I wish I could be like you, not have no problems at work. Listen, we all have the same devil we're fighting. We all have the same thing that we're against. You know, we all have all. But you know what we got to do? We got to just say yes, Lord. I believe you, and and just go forward and let God be who He is in our life. Can you say amen? Amen? Praise God, sons and daughters. Now this is where we need to get. This is the relationship God wants us to have. All the riches of heaven are at your excess, but, and a father that wants you to enjoy being his child who recognizes his father's voice and his words. This is, we're sons and daughters of the king. This is our relationship. This is what the faith root system, listen, this faith root system gets in there, and you're going to recognize who you are in Christ. You're going to recognize I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He's my life. He's in me. They understand being an heir. Listen, I'm not ashamed of being a child of God. I'm not ashamed of my daddy. I was talking to somebody one time, they were talking about how rich their daddy was, you know, blah, 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 you know. I said, but my daddy's really rich. He said, I bet your daddy, he's not really rich. I said, no, that's, that's my earthly daddy. I said, my daddy is God, the Father. And I said, he owns everything. And everything I need, he supplies. Because he said he'd supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So God's for you and not against you, amen? But they understand being an heir, when, when a person, uh, their son and daughter, they understand what an heir is. Because where he is, we are. What he is, we are. We understand that. And what he has, we share. And what he does, we do. This is all part of being a child of God. And he's our heavenly father. Can you say amen? Look at Romans 8. He said, for as many as are led by the spirit of God, they're sons of God. And if you don't receive the spirit of bondage, you get into fear, but you've received the spirit of adoption, by whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we're children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with Him, that we may also be glorified together, as His divine power in Second Peter 1.3 has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us by glory and virtue. So we're, we have, listen, I, we're not slaves, we're children of God. Y'all, y'all get this this morning? We're children of God. I'm talking about the taproot system now. Our taproot says we belong to God. Taproot says I've got the life of God. The taproot system says I've got the power of God. I've got the peace of God. I've got the knowledge of God. We've got everything that God is and wants to be in our lives through that taproot of faith. And through that we've got blessings. Now you know what, there's a lot of people that are in the poverty level. And I say poverty level, I'm not talking about financially now, but there's a lot of people in that too. You don't have to be if you're a believer because God's got all that we need. He said he'd supply all our need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I believe that. And I believe God wants to bless us abundantly. But listen, there's a lot of people that's in poverty. And uh, uh, poverty enslaves you, by the way. When, when you don't think you've got enough, and you can be spiritually poverty. In spiritual poverty, oh, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not holy enough. I I I don't have I don't have enough righteousness in me. I don't have all this. I don't have no no no. You've got all you need because He is all you need. He is our peace. He's been made unto us peace, sanctification, power. He's made all. He's all of these things to us. And so we're there's there's poverty, and then there's the the plenty. That's the three levels of blessings. That's that's the time in the wilderness when the children of God were there, and God just poured it on them, (laughs) poured it on them, just poured the blessings upon them. And they entered the wilderness for 40 years, and they experienced plenty. And you can read all that in Psalm 78, by the way, and just see what God did for them. Birds fell into the camp and covered the land. (laughs) How many like to have that kind of blessing coming in your life? And then there's that last era called prosperity. I would that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. But listen, prosperity is more than financial prosperity. Financial part of it comes when you're spiritually prosperous. See, the financial blessings flow when you know who you are in Christ. And and, and you're not seeking after riches. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these other things will be added. I don't have to seek anything materially wise because God will see to it that everything I need in material things will be supplied abundantly because he's an abundant giver. Can you say amen? amen. So there's three, three levels of that. And then you've got no faith, different levels of faith. Some people have no faith at all. Some people have little faith. God, they limit God by their unbelief. Little faith. They have strong faith, but thank God for the strong faith. Strong faith. God's pleased with a growing faith. He likes to see our faith grow and develop. And then the final one, great faith. That's God answering prayer faith. <laughs> That's when you can say, I got great faith. When God answers miraculously and supernatural. So God's, God's given us these things. I want to tell you something, we're in the kingdom of God. We're in the kingdom of God, and if we got our taproot. If we get our taproot system down deep, we're going to have these things that God said. Our level of prayer is going to change. We'll have a prayer petition where you can pray unto the Lord. He said, ask, it, it'll be given to you. Seek, and you'll find. Knock, it'll be opened to you. Everyone that asks receives, and to him who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, it will be opened. Praise God. Y'all believe that word? That's what Jesus said, that. Not some great evangelist, Jesus, the greatest evangelist. Hallelujah. Intercessory prayer. That's where you intercede. Fall in with others. Do bold praying on behalf of others. How many of you, knows you your intercessory prayers has kept your kids sometimes? Your intercessory prayer keeps the, the neighbor sometimes. Your intercessory prayer will keep your church Going strong as you intercede and and pray pray for it. Bold praying on behalf of others. But Jesus is our intercessor. Thank God. He said there's one God, one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. He stands in the gap for us. Jesus is our intercessor. Stands in the gap between us and the Father and boldly prays for us. He ever lives. The Bible said in Hebrews 7.25. He ever lives making intercession for us. Praise God. I said, Praise God. How many is thankful for that today? God's on your side. Now God God God's with us. Are you all getting this today? I'm talking about that root system. It helps you in spiritual warfare against the devil when you got a root system. It helps you when you're giving birth. To revival. How many revival is birthed through intercession? Groanings and travailings which cannot be uttered. There's, there's something that takes place. And we, it's there, but it's a spiritual warfare. Paul, Paul said, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might in Ephesians 6, verses 10 and 12. That you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. We don't wrestle against the flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, spiritual rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual uh, hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Listen, we're wrestling not against men and organizations or nations. We're wrestling against the devil. He is the anti-God. He's the anti-Christ. And then you got your groaning and travailing in spiritual warfare. Giving birth to revival. As soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth her children Isaiah 66 and verse 8. As soon as Zion travailed, Listen, we did, we're going to have to get back to some good old-fashioned intercession. I'm not talking about joining hands and just agreeing. I'm talking about interceding. I'm talking about getting your spirit man involved. Sometimes you got to do some groaning and travailing in the Spirit in order for the birthing to take place and for the move of God to take place and the revival to take place. I I want the real thing. I don't want some hyped-up thing. I want the real move of God. I'm talking about where God transforms people, transforms their mind, changes them. I mean, supernaturally, there's a change. And listen... We're going to do it because we got that taproot. Somebody said, I just can't pray. Well, you got to get that taproot in. Faith. Faith. Faith is that taproot. When you pray, you pray in faith, Right? Taproot of faith, That this is what God's wanting us to do. And if we do that, we're going to see that as we're going to get this root system down, this root system of faith in our hearts and in our lives, we're going to come out flourishing, being what we're supposed to be. Amen. These are actions of the believer that we've been talking about today and uh, what, what God, church, what, he, what he desires in his church. And, and there's got to be a healthy root system for us to have it. We've got to be healthy. How many wants a healthy church? How many wants a healthy family? How many wants a healthy neighbors? You know it's going to start? It's going to start when we get that root system of faith down. Root system of faith. Some of those neighbors that have been the nastiest things in the world to you, God says, just get that root system of faith down. Intercede, groan and travail. See what God will do. God will change them. God will change them. God's in the changing business. Can you say amen? Amen. Oh, glory to God. Well, I don't know about you, but I want to have a good, strong root system. I want to be what God's called me to be. How many wants that? Lift your hands and just thank God for the word today that you, you are what God says you are. We have what God says we have, and we can do what God says we can do, because that's the word of the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I believe it. I believe it. Praise God. Could we sing this little chorus just before we leave? If you want to stand and sing it or sit there and sing it, that's okay. Oh, Jesus is the sweetest name I know. And he's just the same As his lovely name That's the reason Why I love him so For Jesus is the sweetest name I know? Could you slip your hand sing it? Oh I love him. I love him. I love him. He's the sweet rose of Sharon. I love Him, I love Him, I love Him, and someday His face I shall see. Father, we thank You. Thank You for Your Word that prevails in our lives. God, let this word be planted deep in our hearts and let us get that taproot system of faith operating. God, so we can see the things that you promised us in the word and see the fruit of it in our lives in Jesus' name. And we just give you praise and glory and honor for it in the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you all tonight.